Hi everyone, welcome to our 39th episode of SAMA. SAMA is a webinar series where we invite an expert where they talk about their area of expertise. This week we're lucky to have Dr. Sue Massey with us. She's going to talk about Lyme disease, the causes, symptoms, diagnosis, treatment and pathology. Uh, Dr. Sue Massey is a certified natural health professional and has numerous healthcare certifications. Uh, Sue's passion is to not treat her patients, but instead she identifies the root cause of someone's symptoms and then teaches this patient how to detox, cleanse, nourish and rebuild their health. She says, my mission in life is to empower, inspire and assist others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Uh, Sue is well versed in holistic, drug-free health programs with lasting results and she specializes in degenerative neurological diseases with Lyme disease, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue being at the top of her list. During this webinar, Sue is going to share personal experience and the latest information on Lyme disease. Not only the infection and co-infections, but what is happening in all the organs of the body. So welcome Sue to our webinar. I'm so excited to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, John. I'm so, very, very honored to be here. So t um, tell me, Sue, uh, what is your personal uh, story with Lyme? I'm, I'm interested to know uh, why you, you decided to focus on Lyme. Yes. Well, obviously, when you have a personal um, story or testimony or a test that you've gone through in your life that is very personal to you, yourself, your family, your children, your husband, or whoever, um, it becomes very near and dear to your heart, especially when it's something that is so challenging that literally can take your life. Yes. And I was back in the throes of this back in 1995, 96, and it started with my husband first, where he had severe tachycardia. He would have his heart racing 240 beats per minute. Oh my goodness. That, yeah, and that would go on for six to eight hours. And we'd rush to the emergency room, me with a brand new infant, my arms and five other children, and my husband, you know, in an ambulance rushing to the various emergency rooms around me. And they would all say, this is impossible. And of course, I'd be screaming, don't tell me it's impossible. He's sitting right before you. Yes. So um, this would go on and there was nothing they could do for him. They had no clue what was the matter with him. And finally, it came to where, um, you know, he would get this radiating jaw pain, the racing heart. Um, and then finally, we'd bring him home, we'd put him to bed, he would go to sleep. And when he woke up after a couple of hours, his heart would calm down. And then he'd have a massive migraine headache, and he'd be completely wiped out for about two days. And this is a very highly energetic person, you know, very extremely fit. Yes. Um, so it was, it was very devastating. And then not too long, maybe six, eight months, you know, after that, um, I had a multitude of symptoms, but I figured, you know, it's getting older. I was 45 at the time, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just thinking getting older, um, you know, that this is what happens, you know, that I had, you know, neck pain, shoulder pain. Um, I had a multitude of symptoms and it was never bullseye rash and, you know, bad knees. I never had any of that. Mine was a lot more subtle where it was years, like years ago in my teens and my twenties, I always had strep throat mm. and nobody ever put the pieces together until much later. Obviously I myself did in the nineties, but um, I was told by a neighbor who told me about my husband and Lyme 
-hmm. I called her doctor because we saw a multitude of cardiologists, neurologists, you know, all kinds of medical doctors and finally went to see her doctor and he diagnosed my husband with Lyme. And then about, like I say, eight, nine months into it, he said to me, you have it. And I said, no, I don't. I don't have this stupid disease. And you know, be very argumentative and angry and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was local just three blocks from my house at a supermarket. Mm -hmm. And I came out and I had total brain fog. I had no idea where I was, where did I drive? Do I drive? Do I have a car? I had oh, no idea. Gosh. And a neighbor came out and I'm always a jokester. So she thought I was kidding around, but I mm. said, I, I know your face, but I don't know your name. <laughs> she was my best friend, lived on my street. And uh, she said, I'm going to drive you home. Something's wrong. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I have a brain tumor. You know, I'm going to mm. die. Mm. I have brain cancer or whatever. And it turned out when I took my husband the next time to see the Lyme doctor, the medical doctor, he said, I'm telling you again, you have Lyme. So he pulled out the symptom list. And I said, all right, test me. So I got my blood work done. I was not what they call CDC positive, And I'll explain that later. But okay. um, I only had one of the bands positive, which is band 41 on a Western blot blood test. And he said, Sue, that's the tail or the flagellum of the spirochete. And I said, oh, why is that my blood? And he said, well, I'll tell you what, it's like being sort of pregnant. And I said, bingo, you got me. <laughs> you know, I said, I guess I have Lyme. So started treatment. Um, I was put on three antibiotics. So was my husband, obviously, you know, but now I joined the ranks and was put on three antibiotics, Gosh. pain medication, sleep medication. I never slept. I was hyper, hyper, hyper. My brain was on fire all the time. It was like being plugged in. Uh, to an electric blanket and you were just vibrating all the time could not calm down at night could not let my brain turn off to go to sleep so i would fall asleep like two three in the morning sleep like two hours and then i was wide awake again i never slept so i took tons of um, ambien which i never even took a tylenol so it was so foreign to us what we were doing mm -hmm. and then i had six children and all of them had lyme disease oh, you know gosh. all got tested and so forth so we were in the, you know, depths of this, you know, what I thought at the time, prescription, uh, antibiotics, pain meds, sleep meds, et cetera, et cetera, even antidepressants, you know, and my husband was put on those first. And then when I was put on them, they made me absolutely crazy. You know, I just felt out of my mind. So um, through after all this, because like I said, I never even took a Tylenol, um, May of 1999, I ended up just falling limp, paraly you know, paralyzed to the ground and just went totally paralyzed from my, neck, from my neck down and ended up where they told me I had something called ALS, Lou Gehrig's, which I never heard of in my life. I couldn't speak. I couldn't swallow. I, was, I had this total paralysis going on. But now looking back, mm. in my opinion, mm. um, I believe it's all toxicity. It's absolutely the poisons. It's the um, infection itself, the bacteria, the spirochete, and so forth, but also the co-infections, um, candida, yeast, mold, you know, heavy metals, whatever. There's just a whole pie of muck is the best way to describe it. Yes. But um, I quit all doctors, all medications, and I said, that's it. And that's when I changed my tune to be all holistic. And, um, you know, I started attending school and so forth and, and just learning everything I could. I mean, that started in 95. I just started learning everything I could, taking classes and, and courses and seminars. And I mean, I just soaked everything up because 
my family was dying and nobody knew about Lyme disease. It was not a popular thing. And at the, sorry, go ahead. I was just wondering, like you, you, all of your children have got Lyme. Your yeah. husband started it all. <laughs> he was he's always the first one to succumb to the symptoms and yourself. Yeah. Now, yes. um, how did you, how do you think you all got Lyme? How, what do you think the vector was? Well, again, at the time, I thought it was from like just previous and then previous years, you know, before 95, um, I went with my children, um, my sick, one of my kids, when they were in sixth grade, I went up as a parent chaperone. They take the kids up to the woods up in North Jersey. It's called Stoke State Forest, all the sixth graders, and they camp in the woods for four days and then everybody's covered in ticks everywhere, you know? So I went and when I came back, I couldn't get out of bed. For like four months, I was just so fatigued, so wiped out. And I just I was like, what is wrong with me? Mm. And people said, oh, well, after all, you're a mom of all those kids, you know, and I figured yeah. that's what it was. But mm. I, like I say, John, I go way back to when I was like in sixth grade, which is you're like 10, 11 years old or so. And I remember seeing the black floaters way back then. You know, uh, when you look up at the sky and you squint your eyes and you see those little black squiggly lines, I remember that very clearly. And then, like I said, I had a multitude of symptoms all through junior high, high school. It was really bad. So you were seeing it in your eye, in, in your eye water or your eyeball, what do you think? In the eyeball. They're called floaters. Floaters. Little black oh. floaters. Yeah. You don't oh. see them looking at your eyes, but if you look up at the sky yes. and you squint your eyes, you can see those little black floaters. That's quite I had those when I was a child. But we, we camped all the time. You know, I've been to Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket and Cape Cod and we camped up in Maine and, you know, I was in the woods. I grew up in the woods, Yeah. you know, yeah. always playing in the woods. So, you know, high exposure, Gosh. you know, and then my father was the first case supposedly of Lyme disease way back in 1981, where I live here in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Yes. And I was called to the emergency room at midnight saying your father's going to die. So you need to say goodbye to him. They had no clue what was the matter with him. Mm. And then finally at about two 30 in the morning, they said they gave him something called tetracycline and he got better. And then he recovered, you know, but he didn't fully recover at all. Mm. But that was one of the first cases of Lyme. So I had a hint of what Lyme was, but not the full extent until we got critically ill. And Gosh. that was really bad. Wow. So yeah. if Lyme is in oh, I seem to have lost my, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, animals infected with Lyme then, if it's in the forest. Yes, yes. It's carried by mice, it's carried by birds, it's carried by, um, they say now not only is the Borrelia in the uh, Lyme ticks themselves, the little, you know, spirochetes, you know, the Lyme in the ticks, but now it's also in fleas and flies and mosquitoes and I mean, there's so much. And um, I know, and I've read this and I know this is true and this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but now it's a lot better documented today. You can just yes. Google this and find mm -hmm. it out, um, is that it's gestational. So if the mother has Lyme, my mother has Lyme, my father, my, I think my grandparents definitely did too. My grandmother was diagnosed with Parkinson's, which to me is just another name for Lyme disease in my humble opinion. You know, this is all my opinion, what I've experienced. So, you know, but, um, so I gestational and my, I had Lyme growing up, so it's in my blood. And when I got pregnant with my children, mm, you know, yeah. I even had a miscarriage over it. And I know that was the Lyme also, because that's when I went to the woods and, and, um, you know, got bit again because yeah. I, I know I did. I was so fatigued and felt so lousy. And then mm. I found out I was pregnant and I lost the baby. So yeah. I've had a miscarriage over this too. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's quite an evil, evil disease, isn't it? Awful. So, 
That's the best. That's, that's the exact way to describe it. It's an evil disease. Mm. Um, you know, it's funny because I was just watching a um, YouTube earlier today of a medical doctor and his ordeal with Lyme, and he was doing a conference and speaking to people. And he said, that's exactly it. He said, I knew something was really wrong in the early 90s when mm. I was having these horrific nightmares. He said, I'm not talking just your a nightmare that everybody has once in a blue moon type thing, sure. but very evil nightmares. And I've had those. I know exactly what those are. Wow. Yeah. So, that, so that's a symptom also. Okay. So um, what other symptoms do people have? If they think they may have Lyme, they're not feeling well. Can you give right. some point, pointers now so people listening in can... Right. What idea. people don't realize is that it's systemic. It's throughout the whole body. So it's not mm -hmm. just something like I say, like a bullseye rash, and then your knees hurt. Okay. It doesn't just have to be neurological. It's a multitude of problems. So yes. it can start anywhere from headaches to fatigue, mm -hmm. you know, to hormonal issues is a huge issue, which people don't realize this is a spirochetal infection. Yes. It's just like syphilis. Gosh. So you're talking about it's it's upsetting the hypothalamus, the pituitary up in the brain, mm. the cognitive all across the forehead and so forth. And these are spirochetes, you know, so they wreak havoc in your hormones. So they're going to upset your, your HPA, your, your um, hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal access, mm. you know, and just wreak havoc with your hormones. Mm. So I mm. see a lot of women with irregular periods. Um, I myself used to get mine twice a year. You know, oh, and they goodness. told you that was normal. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound you know, normal to me. Not normal at all. Severe, no. heavy periods, you know, just, mm. just ridiculousness. Um, and, you know, today it's definitely a lack of being able to get pregnant it has a lot to do with it as well. You know, right. high estrogen, very low progesterone. Progesterone is what holds on to the baby and so yes. forth. Yes. Um, but just a huge hormonal issue. So it's a lot of thyroid adrenal I see mostly. Burned out adrenals. Everybody is so stressed out today. Yes. But then you think of it, if you have a body that's under attack constantly by a bacterial infection, and it's not just Lyme, there's all kinds of co-infections, which we can touch on also, but you've got this heavy burden of this stealth bacterial viral, you know, load on you. It's mm. going to wear the immune system down, the body down. So your adrenals are exhausted. Yes. So now you got cortisol issues where that's why I'm saying you're, you're high in your cortisol at night, which should be low, but you're revved up and you're, you're, you know, you're buzzing. And then in the morning you have no energy. You can't even get out of bed and that's low cortisol. So you're backwards in your circadian rhythm of what's the body's supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Gosh, if mosquitoes have Lyme, you know, and mosquitoes are just like everywhere. They, yep. And yep. They're, fast, they're fast moving. They're impossible to catch. Yes. <laughs> you know what the secret is to not get bit by a mosquito? I have not been bit in years. What's you know this? what the secret is? No. Have very good B complex. Be oh. full of B complex. And I don't mean just a nutraceutical, pharmaceutical grade mm. B complex. I'm talking about, I use organic, whole food B complex. I don't get bit at all. And in New Jersey, we got horrendous mosquitoes. And I sit in my backyard, I don't get bit. Oh Everybody else goodness. gets eaten alive. B complex. Hmm. Is a secret. Gosh, <laughs> I never would have thought of that. And does it, does it make you um, smell? Does it make it so you're not so the, the mosquitoes don't like the? I don't know if they just don't like B complex. No, I'm only kidding. I don't know if they if it's the scent <laughs> that you give off or the health of your blood or I, I don't know what the actual mechanism is. But I read that probably about five years ago, and it 
works. I will guarantee it. You know, wow. don't use deep, don't use all those chemicals on your skin and around. You're breathing it. It's going into your skin. We got enough problems, you know, with um, um, Roundup, you know, glycophosphate. So, mm. you know, you don't want to put all those chemicals on you. Use oils, essential oils instead, like citronella and lemon balm and, you know, lemongrass. All those ones are great for, you know, mosquitoes as well. Right, right. So if, if you've got Lyme yes. um, and you've got the symptoms that you describe, uh, are there people that specialize in Lyme? Um, yes. Okay. And is Lyme yes. officially recognized by the allopathic doctors? It is, but it's not popular at all. So in other words, you have to find what we call here in the States an LLMD, which is a Lyme literate medical doctor. Right. But you've got to be careful there also, you know, who you go see. Because okay. some, some claim to be LLMDs and they really don't know Lyme disease at all. And okay. a lot of times, they, um, their first line of defense is antibiotics, okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't tell people to do antibiotics or prescription drugs or not to do them. I give them the four options. The options are see a, a medical, an LLMD, a medical Lyme doctor, yes. get tested, however they do it, whatever mm -hmm. tests they are. And I explain tests pretty thoroughly mm -hmm. so people know what they're looking at. Um, go to a holistic doctor, whether it's a naturopath or a DO or whatever, um, and hopefully somebody with some experience in Lyme, you know, and mm. do it holistically. You can do both. You can be on antibiotics while you're doing holistic or do nothing at all. That okay. means, in other words, we've had a nice chat for an hour and see you later, have a nice life, you know, but, you know, if I know they have Lyme, especially, you know, most of my patients come to me, they've already been diagnosed. I don't diagnose them. I'm not a medical doctor. I make that very clear when I see somebody. The first thing I tell them is I am not a medical doctor. I'm not here to diagnose or treat you. I'm here to teach you. That's when I'm here to share information so you can be informed because when you get wisdom and knowledge, now you have power. That's and that's right. what about. everybody getting their own it's your body, it's your life, it's up to you to make decisions of what you want to happen and not to go to the white coat, the doctor, and have the fear of God put in you, which is what happens a lot. Okay. So that's, yeah, yeah, and I've been there. I know what that is. Right. I did that with breast cancer in 2005. I was told I had introductal carcinoma and my mother had it three times and it took the life, you know, the breath out of me for a second. And then I said, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to learn about this and see what this is about and how to get rid of it. And I just saw recently, Dr. Dietrich Klinghart has stated that in 200 patients, women patients with Lyme disease and breast cancer. And I've said it because back in the 90s, when my mother was diagnosed, I said, there's a direct link between Lyme and breast cancer. I know there is. Okay. And so you, you knocked it on the head or you controlled, you've, you've still got Lyme. Do you, um, well, I see. I still have Lyme. Yes. Um, I'm not cured and I yes. don't tell people, I don't believe, um, you know, and again, I have people tell me they're cured, but then I know, you know, they tell me their symptoms. Mm. So I say, mm. well, it's not cured if anything. And that's the other thing, John, that I think is real important that I try to stress is that you're not here to beat the heebie-jeebies out of this Lyme. You're not here to pound it with atomic bombs of antibiotics and whatever toxic material you can throw at yourself. You're not going to get rid of it, but you have to learn to live with it. And if we learn to live with it, then we live in peace and harmony and it's all good. And how you live with it is you build your immune system. 
okay? I feel fantastic at 60, I'm telling you. I, I have more energy. It's now going on nine o'clock at night here, and you know, on a Thursday night, mm -hmm. and I had a long week and a long day today, especially. I started at six this morning with patients because I work with people all over the world, but it's been a long day, but I still have great energy. I don't drink coffee. You know, I do drink water, as we talked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> with my straw, you know, but it's good because you build your immune system, you get strong. Now you can deal with anything because your immune system, your body is stronger than what's coming at you. And that's mm. the way I look at it. Okay. So you, you keep it at bay if you like. Yes, 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 yes. Why, do you, why do you think it's so hard to get rid of it? Because of the way it's been explained to me and everything I've read, it's called mm. pleomorphic. So mm. this little spirochete, this little bacteria, goes from what we call a pork, uh, a, a pork, a um, corkscrew shape, a pig's tail, like a yes. little corkscrew, mm. into what's called an L form, and then it goes into a round cystic form. And when the antibiotic or whatever, you know, agent that's trying to kill it, it's going to survive no matter what. So it, okay. it goes into a little cystic form, and it creates a little biofilm around it, and which is like a hard, crusty shell. And now here comes the antibiotic, and it doesn't see anything because the little wolf is in here hiding under the, you know, the, the uh, wolf under the sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. That's why antibiotics don't work. They might work temporarily, they might work for a while, but when mm -hmm. the doctor or whoever says, I'm not giving anymore, then what are you going to do? You're right back to square one because these things just reproduce again, which is another thing. They reproduce very slowly. About once a month, they come out into the blood. Other than that, they travel through connective tissue. Uh, so yuck. if you're looking for them in the blood all the time, you're wasting your time. Okay, That's so they, yeah, they, um, you, you said before that you could see the, the uh, spirit jets in the, your eye. It was just yesterday and I announced that we've got a little microscope that you hold up to your eye and you can see the, the things that are inside your eye and also in the, uh, the liquid on the outside of your eye. Um, and so, think, yeah, probably eye doctors can, I guess. I mean, you know, with a superpower microscope. No, you don't. Well, our one's little $5. You just hold it to your eye and you can see the floaters in your eye. Um, I didn't see any myself, but what, do, what would they look like if, um, if you know, well, who's squint? It, 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 it really takes an extremely powerful microscope in order to see the spirochetes. Okay. And they have, they have pictures on the internet. I mean, you okay. can just Google what it looks like and you'll see pictures of them. And they'll okay. show you that they're in cystic form, they're in an L form, they're in a, you know, the spirochetal form, you know, the corkscrew shape, you know, whatever. But they're pleomorphic, which means they change and they're gonna continuously change because they're gonna survive no matter what. Okay. So that, that's why I say it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to just poison your own body to try to get rid of them. Because even if you leave a couple, they're going to reproduce again, and you're going to be back up in the millions and billions again. Yes. So instead, yeah. live peacefully with it. Gosh. But to get you inside know. your eye, how, I mean, antibiotics doesn't go inside your eye, does it? So. No, but it's systemic. It goes in your whole body, in your whole system. Yes. You know, they love the back of the eye, the retina, because it's a low area of oxygen. So that's okay. why that, that can be an area. They love the sinuses. They love the head, especially, you know, like I say. Um, it's low areas of oxygen, you know. Um, the knees are also obviously a big area usually for people. And um, it's even as bad, and nobody talks about this, I'm sorry, it's a little much, but in men's testicles is a very good area also. Because a lot of men just don't know where to go and they have pain and can't figure out what the pain is, mm. you know. So maybe you better sort of think maybe it's Lyme, you know. 
in my presentation, that's usually what I do is when you, when I say, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, hmm. look to see what the root cause is. Right. You know, when you get a diagnosis, that's just a diagnosis, but they're not giving you a root cause of what's causing it. Yes. So it's something to look at. And way back in uh, 2003, Dr. Stephen Levine of Allergy Research Group called me and wrote an article about me, which I was absolutely honored in his Focus magazine, and it's called One Woman's Journey. And in that same article, Do uh, Dr. Joanne Whitaker, who is now deceased, she wrote all about how Lyme mimics other diseases like MS, multiple sclerosis, and ALS, and Parkinson's, and lupus, and autism. And you start looking at these other degenerative neurological diseases and say, yeah, what is the root cause? What's, what's, why is that myelin sheath disappearing around my nerves and so forth? Yeah. And they say, well, it's autoimmune. The body's just attacking itself. Yes. I don't believe that for a minute. Right. It's pathogens. Mm. Look to pathogens. So if you're working on antimicrobials, antibacteria, mm. antivirals, mm. right? And anti-protozoas uh, or parasites, now you're getting somewhere. You're getting to root causes of what's inside of us. And it just makes a, a healthier human being. And then also, like I say, nourish, build, build your liver, build your kidneys. You know, you can take supplements. There are supplements that actually rebuild the body. You know, nourish and feed it. You nourish and feed the body, the body heals itself. Mm. Just like a plant. You have a plant and you take away the sun, you take away the soil, you, you stick it in a dark closet and don't feed it, don't love it and so forth, it's going to die. We're the exact same way. Right, right. You know, we need love, we need nourishment, we need sun, we need, you know, good soil and, and to drink water, you know, and feed and nourish our bodies and cut back on all the junk food. <laughs> You mentioned before about the brain fog. Does, do these spirit jets go into your, into your brain? Do they cross the brain yeah. barrier? Yes. Yes, they cross the blood-brain barrier. Yes, absolutely. That's yep. quite, it's quite scary. It is scary. But again, once you're freaked out, decide to get rid of it and then get on the positive track and say, okay, but what am I going to do about it? Mm, do you mm. know what I'm saying? I, I was devastated when I learned back in the mid nineties of all this and what's it do, you know, and then I gave it to my children. Oh my gosh, you know, get over it. You know what I'm saying? Move forward. Teach your children how to be healthy, how to eat healthy and take care of themselves and love themselves. And right. you know, that's a huge piece of the puzzle. Mm, mm. You know. Wow. So you control your Lyme. Uh, what, do you do to control the symptoms? Um, I use specific products and I rotate things. So I don't take okay. the same thing all the time, mm -hmm. but I can just give you general. I won't give you brands and so forth, okay. but things like, you know, um, I use a, a hydrosyl silver, you know, colloidal silver type thing. Mm -hmm. um, oregano is fabulous. Okay. Berberine is another great product. You know, these are just like I say, general without being specific. Um, I also use artemisinin. Okay, and even crypto, um, well, it's, it's a, a cryptolepsis. These are things for a co-infection because with Lyme, you don't only have Borrelia burgdorferi, you also have the co-infections. That means in addition, when the little tick sticks its head into your skin and regurgitates its guts into you, that's oh. where all this junk comes from. Yeah. Okay, Babesia is a co-infection, yes. kills your red blood cells. If you mm -hmm. have less red blood cells, then you're not carrying oxygen throughout the whole body. So the brain becomes low in oxygen, okay? Yes. So the memory goes. Then you also have shortness of breath. Your chest feels tight. 
You can get pain where your heart is. Yes. You can get a, a little ticker in your heart, a little tachycardia. Uh, you can have severe fatigue. That's Babesia. Um, and you also can have nightmares, really bad dreams, nightmares. Yes. Your feet hurt. Could yes. have been that you had these symptoms like foot pain and arch, it arches in your feet and the balls mm. of your feet and everything mm. hurting really bad. And now you don't have it anymore. It doesn't mean the Babesia went away. Okay. It's just something that you used to have. A lot of people usually don't remember. Shortness of breath is a big one. Sighing a lot. <sighs> you know, yawning a lot. <sighs> That's all part of Babesia. Okay. Um, the problem is, is then you end up with things like neuropathy where your hands and your feet fall asleep. That's another thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is all part of it. And it can be, um, and I believe Babesia personally, again, is directly linked to breast cancer. That's just my personal opinion. They use artemisinin herb for prevention of breast cancer. They mm -hmm. use it for malaria and they use it for Babesia. It's all one in the same, you know? So they say Babesia is just like malaria. So it could be fever also. Sweats are a big part too. It doesn't have to be night sweats. I have women 30 years old tell me they're going through the change of life. Not true. I have women 60, just yesterday, a 66-year-old woman, already went through menopause and all that years ago, still has all these night sweats. I said, because it's your hypothalamus, it's your brain that's going, you know, it's the, the, the control center for your hot and cold and so forth, and it's mm. broken. Why? She has an infection. Gosh. You know. So yeah, these are things to look at, you know, to see how to get better. So before you play around with all the hormones and everything else. But it's not to say that all breast cancers are caused by Bambesia, does it? It means that's one I, of them. I personally believe that's a big part of it. Estrogen dominance obviously is another huge issue. You know, all yes. these estrogen fed cancers. Okay. But mm. why is it that estrogen is always way up here and mm. progesterone is way low? This is almost an all women. You know, and again, it's, I don't, I don't believe everybody, you know, every single human being has Lyme per se, but sure. I think it's a lot bigger than what we think it is. I know it is because yes, I see it all the time, but I don't mm. go around telling everybody they have Lyme, you know, <laughs> but they'll find out sooner or later, you know. Where do you think Lyme is a natural disease? If, if there's such a term? No, no, what? it's been around a long time. It's, it's biochemical, I feel. I, do, I just do. You know, and there's books out on it and so forth again, and that gets in that whole side of the issue. I just stay on the side, John, to help people. That's my heart. That's what I want to do. I've been very blessed to have had this testimony or this test in my life, not yes. only with this Lyme and ALS and breast cancer. Yes. I know that I went through this to help others. And it's just a blessing when people are going to 10, 15, 20 doctors and they can't, nobody's telling them what's wrong with them. And I've been there. I know exactly what that feels like. And if you're a woman, they just think you're crazy. You know, you're looking for attention. And if you're a guy, they just think you're lazy. You yes. know what I mean? And that's not yes. what it is. And, and nobody believes you. And that's, that even adds more insult to the injury of having Lyme because mm. then you start to think, am I, am I crazy? You know, and this does lead to suicide. There's no doubt about that also. Mm. Okay. I have personal experience with that as well. So I know it's that losing hope, feeling like you're crazy. People think you're crazy. You have these mood swings that you don't know what is going on with you. It could be mm. that manic depressive, you know, um, and, and this is, this explains a lot for a lot of people, 
Mm. You know, so not only is it nutritional deficiencies, but there's also infection involved. So you have the two together, and now you can see what a mess a lot of people are. <laughs> yes, yes. Is there anything that people can do to just, you know, if they think they may have Lyme, is there anything yes. they can try to sort of confirm? If they Absolutely. If they Absolutely. There's, a lot, there's, there's many tests out there. Again, I don't want to name specific labs and tests and so forth. Okay. I don't want anybody to get upset with me, but there are medical lab tests out there. You can go through your basic carriers through a medical doctor and start there. But I would tell, those are usually free because most people have insurance that covers it here in the United States, at least. I don't know what it's like in China or the rest of the world, you know, Um, but at least you can start there and you tell your doctor, you know, or share with them. Could you please do a Western blot? That's the blood test you're really looking for more so than what's called a Lyme titer test, which is no good or an ELISA test, E-L-I-S-A. So you want a Western blot blood test to start. Then there's specific labs in the States here that test for Lyme disease. And all you have to do is just put down Lyme, Lyme disease lab, you know, test lab or whatever, and Google it, you know, and you'll see the top ones and so forth. Like I said, I don't want to go into too much on that. Right, right. Well, um, it's good that these people are, or some people are specializing and they can actually give a confirmed result. Now, right. and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, John, but if somebody tells you you don't have Lyme, hmm. I encourage every person, get a copy of your test, yes. okay? Because the tests are so inaccurate, they'll tell you you're negative, okay, when you really could be positive. And mm. I shared earlier that I only had one band, band 41, and I was critically ill with Lyme. Yes. But, but most medical doctors, 95% of them will tell you you're negative. You need five positive bands. So I could have been told I was negative, and yes. I'd be dead right now. There's no doubt in my mind I would have died from this back Gosh. in the late 90s, early 2000. Mm. No doubt in my mind. And if you kept, kept on the regime of um, antibiotics, antidepressants, and anti-everything else. Anti-life. Anti-life. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was scared. That's I sw- all I knew at the time. Gosh. But so you- I gave it up. And I did alternative. I I have a Rife machine, R-I-F-E. I also have a P-E-M-F, which is a pulsed electromagnetic field machine, which Mm. is a lot like a TENS unit on steroids. It's much more powerful. Um, I was very honored to be able to write an article with Dr. Gary Gordon and myself um, Mm. in a a, uh, published article all about the P-E-M-F. Great Mm. article. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really awesome. And what does that do? It's a um, strong magnetic field that, um, does it do damage to the spirit jets? No, no. It's, it's a, what's called a DC machine, direct current machine. Oh, and what so it it's does, Yeah, it's like, it's like a, like a TENS unit. So it's electrostim, you know, okay. to the muscle type thing. Mm. It's a coil, like a garden hose, and you can put it on your chest and on your belly. And there's mm. tons of, of PubMed articles about PEMF. Sure. So you can just Google PEMF and Dr. Sue Massey or PEMF and breast cancer, PEMF yeah. and Parkinson's. I used it on my dad for Parkinson's. I have videotapes where my dad was doing this and I do the PEMF over his head like this and he'd just be perfectly still. It took the shakes right away in Parkinson's. So I see a lot of Parkinson's patients and 
cancer and dementia and Alzheimer's and all that kind of stuff. And it just works wonderfully. Okay. So it's the magnetic field. What does the field do? How does it stop um, the effect? Basically what it does is it, you just got to think of it as that your body is like dead batteries, your cells. You've got so, a lot of dead cells in there, a lot of dead batteries. And what it does, it's like a big battery charger. So by putting the coil on and pulsing the magnetic pulse, it goes in to the center of the cell, hits the nucleus, and it's called a hummer, but it also has like a little bell that, that rings like a chime, and it's a ringer also. So it vibrates the cell and wakes up the mitochondria, which is this, the um, energy of the cell where you make mm. your ATP energy and so forth. And it's kind of like, I always think of like, a, a, you know, a guy with two horses, you know, with a carriage and he, <laughs> you know, and hits the horse and then they wake up and they're like, okay, okay. Because I have patients that literally drag themselves in my office, collapse on my couch, Mm. And I had one kid that left and went snowboarding for the weekend. He hadn't been out of his house for two years. He was 21 years old. And his mother was just in tears because he actually got up and went snowboarding all weekend. He, had, he couldn't go out of the house for two years. So it's great for inflammation. It brings energy to the cells. You know, it, it's literally like you're, you're on low vibe, you know, and it mm. recharges your batteries so you get all charged up and you feel mm. so much better. It's wonderful. So it's great for inflammation, which is pain all pain is inflammation that's mm. what it is so I, I always say you got to go into the layers if you're having pain what's causing the pain inflammation you have high c-reactive protein high homocysteine high cholesterol what's causing all that inflammation what causes mm. inflammation mm. infection what's the infection bacterial viral parasite that's basically what we have so you put out the fire or bring the fire down to a little roar, you know, and now you're in much better shape. Yes, yes. So what does Lyme do to your organs then? You say it borrows through the tissue. So yeah. it, must, it must just be all, your body must be riddled with it in basically every organ. Yep. So what does it do to your organs? Well, they know, for instance, that the pericardium around the heart that it definitely affects the heart. Again, these are like PubMed articles. Um, there's some great articles. One I wanted to mention is um, Dr. Virginia Share. She wrote a fabulous article about the gut and the brain. And it's mm. just a, a great article. Again, you can just Google it and you can find her article because it has a lot of information about Lyme and co-infections and how, you know, and, and today's health here in the United States, at least, everything is about the gut the gut biome, you know, what's going on in the gut and so forth. Mm -hmm. So if your gut's a mess, your brain's going to be a mess. So yes. if people walk around all depressed and can't figure out what's wrong with them and so mm -hmm. forth, and you find out that they got dysbiosis, their gut is upset. They got gas, they got belching. They can't digest their food properly. They're not having two to three bowel movements a day. You know, they're having constipation, which is maybe one bowel movement a day. That's constipation. So two mm -hmm. to three bowel movements a day. Um, you, you just got to have good bacteria in that gut. And what's happening is the small intestine, which is where you absorb all your nutrients is just all messed up, you know, with infection, with, um, yeast, you know, a lot of people in the States again, have tremendously low hydrochloric acid, stomach acid. Yes. And with that low stomach acid, they're getting acid reflux mm. because the food's going down to the gut, the stomach, there's not enough acid to chew the food up. So the food comes back up again. You know, so things like that. This is all part of the big picture. But again, you bring that fire down, take care of the fire and clean out 
the gallbladder. You know, even if you don't have a gallbladder, you still got bile. You got to clean out the bile, clean out, mm -hmm. you know, the colon, detox the kidneys, the liver, you know, and it's more than just taking milk thistle. Some people just say, well, I'll just grab this cheap bottle of milk thistle and that'll take care of it. It doesn't. Oh, okay. That's sad. <laughs> And food, food is a huge issue, obviously. Start with your food, change your food, mm -hmm. make baby steps, start drinking water instead of diet soda. You know, it makes a huge difference. I have patients, if they're drinking eight glasses of diet soda, I say, start with seven and one glass of water. Could we please do that? You know, mm -hmm. and then I teach them about my straw that I told you. If you yeah. put a straw in your water, you're going to drink a lot more water than if you go <laughs> like this, you take little sips. With a straw, you drink a lot more water. So, Gosh. but beets are, beets are for liver, uh, for liver and raw carrots are for colon. So increase your apples, your beets, and your carrots, your ABCs. It helps tremendously. Eat them raw. Right. Is there a danger in having too much beetroot juice? I don't know about danger. You're going to see a lot of red pee and a lot of red poop. So don't freak out and think you have colon cancer after you have beets and you turn around the next day and go, ah, you know, because it's all red. I get that phone call. You know, that's the beats. You know, okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good to do too much of anything. I think life is always about balance, so okay. you don't want too much of anything. No, if you, if it does turn too red, um, does it mean that you've got a leaky gut? Um, I don't I don't know about that, but by eating too many beets that way, you know, you have a leaky gut because of your stool. Okay. You know, when you have loose stools and diarrhea and constipation, you know, that's all part of that. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, but again, there's a, there's a lot of really great holistic stuff to do for all of that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. There's no way of actually eliminating the Bambesia and the lime from your body. I wish there was John. And I know people that have gone to Italy and done hyperthermia where they heat their, they heat their body up to like mm. 104 degrees. I mean, there's people that drink uh, years ago with blue lizard blood. Oh. Like, yeah. I'm like, if it really worked, I would do it. But I, I just don't know of something that's a thousand percent. And you got to be careful of the people that are out there on the internet or whatever that are promising you cures. Mm. Uh, there was one going around a 72 hour cure for Lyme, you know, and it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. You know, there's a lot of that out there. You've got mm. to be careful. Um, mm. I say, and I can say this because it's just one person, you know, um, there's a great books. There's books out by wonderful herbalist, Stephen Buhner, B-U-H-N-E-R. Mm -hmm. Stephen Buehler, he has um, his latest one is Healing Lime. Great book, you know. But again, I caution people when they pick up books like this and they put protocols in there because it will say start with you know however many drops of you know um, Japanese knotweed or cat's claw or whatever. You gotta start slowly. Every person who does any protocol always starts slowly. But okay. people get a little you know. <laughs> you know, zealous and they're like, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I want to get rid of this Lyme and I'm going to take lots of this and it's going to get me all better. That is the worst thing you can do when you have Lyme disease. It's a slow and steady pace, not a race. So you've got to go slow and steady with this. Can you explain the why the, the die off? Okay. The die off. Herxheimer or a Herx, H-E-R-X. Yes. And a Herx is when you're taking whatever antimicrobial antibacterial and now there's die off okay and the body has to absorb those toxins their nerve toxins neurotoxins 
and your body's got to do something with them. And there's this whole thing of how some people don't detoxify well due to their genetics. That's the whole MTHFR, which is a whole nother subject. But the point is, is that you want to be able to process what your body's trying to do. So if your body's trying to detox, you can't take, you know, a big thing of whatever, antimicrobial, antibacterial types, thing like oregano. You can't take a, a big, like 10, you know, capsules of oregano. You will be so critically ill, you know. That's a silly thing to do. It's a powerful so, oil. <laughs> if you just start slow, you never put oregano in the mouth directly unless it's in a gel cap. You know, yeah. where it comes in a gel cap. You sure. know, literally, I've seen people, they will take regular oregano essential oil and just, you know, put it in their mouth. And they're like, oh, ah, it's going to oh, burn. Oh, it burns. Terrible. It's, it's awful. You do not do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you wouldn't, you know, if your friend says, hey, I took six of these capsules a day and it got rid of my H. pylori and it got rid of my stomach pain, you know, don't go do that. Start slowly. Everything okay. is slowly. Give the body three, four, five days to absorb what you're doing to make sure that you're not doing too much, number one. If okay. you are doing too much, you're gonna get a headache, you're gonna get where your body all hurts, like you're coming down with the flu and you feel awful, mm. okay? That's a Herxheimer, and that's right. when you stop everything, you drink lots of water, and you should do things, binders, which are things that like kind of, excuse me, bind the, the toxins together, okay? like activated charcoal and bentonite clay. And there's all kinds of products in that also. Okay. So again, I don't want to get too much into that, but you got to treat the body with love and respect, but also be smart about it, what you're doing. That's all. And a lot of times it's really a good idea to work with a practitioner or somebody that knows what they're doing. I'll be honest. Yes. Yes. You know, instead okay. of being your own doctor, I, I get people that try to be their own doctor all the time and they're really in bad shape when they come in and see me, you know, mm. They've, they've left it for too long, I guess. Yeah. And everybody's different. That's the thing. You don't know how you're going to react. Mm -hmm. You know, so part of so, it. So if, if you, th uh, going back with uh, the Lyme and how you consider, you know, most people may be infected, will there be a time when pretty much all the population of the globe are infected? Oh, will there be, what, what was it? Would there be... Do you think uh, virtually everyone will become infected with Lyme? In, in it is all over the world. I have patients in Saudi Arabia, Germany, uh, Japan, Australia. Yeah, it is all over the world. Right. They say, they say the ticks in Iraq and all over there are horrendous. And down in the islands here, you know, in the Caribbean, they're really mm. bad. So, you know, people think, oh, we don't have Lyme. Or, or the doctors say, we don't have Lyme, you know, not New Jersey, but say Wisconsin. Wisconsin is one of the heaviest areas. Gosh. Minnesota, Michigan, California, Florida. They're like, oh, we don't have ticks down here. Yes, you do. <laughs> Real bad. Mm. You know, but people say, but I never saw a tick. Well, they're the size of a dot at the end of a sentence. You're not going to see them. Especially no. if it's my hair up in here. I'm not, I'm not going to see it. It'll right. do its feeding, drop off. I've never saw it. Mm, mm. You know, that's the problem. You have a dog, you have a cat, and they go outside. They're bringing those ticks in with them. They're lying in your bed or on your couch. Yes. So you're being exposed. Your kids are being exposed. So mm. it's really bad. Yes. Camila has said that uh, Australia doesn't actually test for limes. So it's quite possible that some countries are just in denial. They're all, so is the United States still. So, you know, but look at the, look at the numbers. I mean, I have a chart, I have a chart somewhere here 
Um, you know, they, they say they report 30,000 cases a year, but it's more like 10 times that. That's 300,000 cases a year. And the chart I have, I think it's 1990, sorry, 1990s or whatever. Here it is. Reported cases of Lyme disease by year from 1995 to 2014. And it started out about 10,000 cases, and now it's up to about 35,000. But they're saying it's times 10, 350,000 cases a year. Do you know how many that is by now? 2018? <laughs> Are we you talking know? about new cases of Lyme? New cases. Yep. Wow, Reported cases of Lyme. Yep. I'll hold this up. This is just a paper that I had. Yes. Yep. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. And when my husband and I had it and our six children, it mm. wasn't reported because we weren't CDC positive. So you got eight people right there that never even made the, the charts, you know? And all the patients that I work with, none of them were reported. Well, it's you know. shocking. It's shocking how we can yeah. have a global endemic and it's not being reported, it's not being resolved, it's not being actioned. There's not, are there any serious um, studies being done now so to find the uh, Arkley's Hill? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's some great work going on. There's a lot of super advocate groups and uh, support groups and I mean there's there's wonderful legislation and there's there's some really good political people that are pro you know finding out more information about Lyme and so yes. forth yeah there's yes. there's excellent but then again you've got the pushback of the old you know the allopathic where sure. there's, there's no such thing in my area all around here there's no such thing as Lyme you know every other kid here has autism you know uh, ADHD and, and OCD and all kinds of again they, they call them, uh, you know, different labels, but the bottom line is what's causing this, you know, this sure. fifth disease and, and, and mouth, hand, foot disease, and they, they call it everything else, but what it really is. Hmm. Well, the, the, you know, the, the, these poor yeah. kids are suffering. They're suffering with school and memory and behavioral problems. And I mean, it's just, it's through the roof. Right. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that like the, the tide of numbers will be such that it's, it's just, you cannot um, deny, you can't it. deny it. You can't deny it, John. But you know what? It's getting there. It's getting there. In the mid-90s, people thought I was crazy. You right. know, I banned my kids from going on field trips into the woods all around here. We're loaded with ticks here. And then, but, you know, my town thought I was crazy. But I don't care. They're not paying my bills, my medical bills for my kids. And they don't have sick children here. Mm. screaming with their legs hurting shin splints you know that as they were little kids and the doctors oh it's just growing pains no it's not they have bartonella they were very very sick children you know and then on eip and 504 plans and special ed and all that stuff you know they, mm. they had terrible problems with tests and memory and and you know physical body aches and pains and brain you know their brain not only fog but brain hurting and headaches and i mean it's just horrible as a mother to see your children suffer Mm. You know. Okay, so just um, getting close to the end of the segment, we'll just go through the the main yeah. symptoms of of Lyme, so people can know. And uh, I, I wrote it down just to say, I wrote some down just so we don't miss this. Okay. Uh, give me just a second here, because I thought just in case. I find it a bit depressing to hear that it can't be. Cured, it can't be removed. What about early stages? If you have been into the bush and you've seen a tick on your body, you come, you know, you, you rush back. Can you do something? I've heard 
I've heard they say yes if you do antibiotics, but let's look at it this way. I would say probably minimum three months of antibiotics. Again, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm talking as a sure. mom, you know, mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. having it myself. But look at me, John. I had it since I was a little girl. I'm now 60. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you know that? And nine and a half times out of 10, when I talk to somebody that's a newbie to Lyme, mm -hmm. I ask them about previous. What happened to you in your 20s and your 30s and whatever? And they come up with this laundry list of this, shin splints, head, obviously, you know, unexplained fevers, sweats, chills, fatigue, tiredness, unexplained hair loss. There's a big one. It's unexplained hair loss, yeah. swollen glands. Now, I don't mean if you just all of a sudden have hair loss, now you have Lyme disease. I don't mean that in any way, okay? okay? okay. But put this together. I had swollen glands all the time growing up. Serious allergies, sinus infections all the time. Hmm. Mood swings, anger, irritable bowel, irritable bladder. Now, like I said, constipation, diarrhea, joint muscle pain, shortness of breath, chest pain, feet, swelling toes, the balls of your feet, pain, burning feet. Neck, creaks and cracks, that's, you know, this, the, the creaks and the cracks, the stiffness mm. in the neck, the upper shoulder, upset stomach, the little kid always, mommy, my tummy hurts, my tummy hurts. You better pay attention what that is. Mm. Ears, buzzing, ringing, tinnitus, ringing in the ears. Really? Pain, like a sudden sharp pain in the ear, a sudden stabbing eye pain, that's mm. Lyme. Difficulty with concentration. I mean, that's just a, a, just a quick list. You know, there's a lot more, but um, I give people a whole symptom list in my office. And I say, just take this and see what you think. I have a list with about 38 things on it. I had every single one back then, except testicular pain. It's the only one I didn't have on the list. <laughs> uh, that's why I knew that's on there. Gosh, yeah. this is quite a, quite a list. And, um, I mean, that's, it is. Uh, gosh, is it, is it the co-infections that's doing much of those symptoms or is it Lyme itself? Um, it's both. And there's, mm -hmm. there's breakdowns on Bartonella, yes. Mycoplasma, Babesia, like I said. I have Babesia also. Uh, I've had it severely, okay, of the real mm -hmm. bad shortness of breath. Can't mm -hmm. get enough oxygen. You know, can't get enough breath and so forth. Um, I've had it where I've been rushed to the hospital. I've passed out in the shower. Hot heat and hot, like hot showers and uh, hot tubs and that type of thing, even hot weather. And you get that hot rash and so forth. And you feel like you're just, you know, everything's pulsing. That's Babesia. Yep, so that's part of it. Well, I'm hoping that people that are watching this video now uh, will decide, if they have the symptoms, to decide to take action. I guess if you don't, it will only get worse. Yes. As your body is fighting a losing battle. Yes, it is. And what happens is, is as you get older, you end up, and I saw this with my father who just passed away, you end up on a lot of my patients, high blood pressure medication. Yes. And a lot of high blood pressure has to do other than a physical, you know, like blockage. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about why do you have high blood pressure? It's usually uh, low magnesium and kidney, kidney issues. So detox the kidneys. That's that lower back pain. Everybody with that low back pain. That's your urinary bladder, kidneys, and the Lyme loves the bladder, okay? And I've seen, uh, I just, my, one of my, my oldest patients just passed away. She was 102 and a half, had bladder cancer, and she had Lyme. You know, we, we, she, I got her when she was 82, and she died at 102, so mm -hmm. she was dying at 82, but it's very sweet. She lived at home to the very end with her daughter. But anyway, um, so the, yeah, it will get worse.
you know, and why wait for things to happen when you can yes. take action now? Yes. And that feed your body, nourish it, get healthy. Mm. You know, it's not a huge thing. If you, if you had, um, if you had a uh, high blood sugar, you take insulin, right? And people, as they get older, how many people are on insulin for crying out loud? That's a big part of Lyme also. But how many people, you get insulin, you've got to do it every day. You can't just say, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. <laughs> You'll get insulin shock. This yeah. is the same thing. Just take care of it and yeah. go about your life and do what your purpose, what you're put here for. Mm. You know? mm. But if you're feeling lousy and, and headachy and you can't stand the lights and you can't stand the noise, and, you know, that's all adrenal fatigue, but you can't you know, deal with this stuff, what good are you? Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, why, who wants to live like that? I live like that. Hmm. I lived in a darkened room for a year because the lights hurt my eyes so bad Gosh. and, the, and the, no noise or anything. It was horrible. Hmm. You know, you become isolated and when you come be isolated, you become depressed. Yes. We're meant to be social human beings to be out with each other and, you know, be in support of each other and so forth. Hmm. That's what we're about. But when we get isolated, not good. You lose hope. It's quite an insidious disease. Well, you know, it yeah. seems to attack you at all fronts, both yes. physically and emotionally. Yes. And so, so that's can, why we got to help each other. That's what this is all about. So we need to have the support from people like yourself and others to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm friends with my patients. I'm not just like, hi, see you 15 minutes. See you later. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I don't, I don't see tons of people in a day. I take it very personally, all my cases, especially my very serious cases, you know, the cancers and the ALS and all that, you know, mm -hmm. and I said, I'm just a piece. I'm just another piece of the pie here to help. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm here for. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you have a website, Sue, that people can go to, to learn? Uh, more yes. It's kind of under construction, but it's getting there. Um, it's Dr. D-R-S-U-E Massey, M-A-S-S-I-E, drsuemassey.com. Great. Yes. Uh, and I'm in Red Bank, New Jersey. Jersey girl. <laughs> Jersey Shore, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for talking to us about Lyme. I never oh, realized, I never realized just how tough Lyme was. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more, but again, you know, we're only limited on time to just sort of touch on this, let people know what it is. And my purpose is, is to say to people, if you're not feeling well and something is wrong, let's look into it and dig deeper. Don't just accept what a doctor or somebody tells you and says, Oh, it's all in your head or it's because you're old or it's because you live here or there or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's mm -hmm. dig deeper. I love to investigate. That's, that's the thing that I love to do is figure it out. And I don't know all the answers. I'll tell you, I don't know all the answers, but I sure will research it. Yes. Now, um, in research, I find that a lot of people do a Google and they take that as gospel. This is the way it is. But you've, what, what I know personally from things which I do know a lot about is that it's absolute rubbish. It's just like. That's right. Use your discernment, your gut. Whatever your guts, and if you don't trust your own gut, I don't know what to tell you. Find somebody that you you find that's pretty solid, you know, and pretty level-headed and street smart, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And that's that's why I feel if if something doesn't seem right, if so, you get that little hair on the back of your neck, stop. Don't even go down that road, and don't look for the magic pill. I'm telling you because it's not there. 
Okay? okay. You're on this journey for a reason to learn. Yes. Okay. So don't look at this like, oh no, this is horrible. Embrace mm -hmm. it and say, okay, bring me the positive. What's the light? What's the positive? What's the sunshine here? What, what how can I do this? And if I can't do this and I need help, and that's all it is and getting the wisdom and the knowledge because you get wisdom and knowledge and that drives out fear and the number yes. one thing today is anxiety 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 yes everybody's full of fear yes i don't i don't have anxiety and fear i honestly can say that i do not gosh that's good it's wonderful i sleep soundly every night eight hours no pills no drugs i'm on zero medications i haven't taken anything since 2000 and I feel fantastic, so. Oh, good on you, Sue. Hey, Sue, I wonder if, wonder if I could slip in this one question. Carmela has just asked a quite an interesting question. Um, okay. It's about uh, ringworm. Um, is okay. Does ring, ringworm have any association with Lyme and cancer? <sighs> okay. Um, I, I'm not going to say everything is Lyme, but okay. if you have gut upset, dysbiosis, yes. it's yes. going to come out in the skin. Okay. okay. So ringworm, yes, could definitely be a part of that. There's okay. no doubt about it. So okay. we, what I say is always for everybody, always go to the gut first. If your belly's not good, your digestion is not good, then, yes. you're, then that's what you need to clean up first. Okay. okay? And that's antimicrobial, antiviral, you know, whatever. You got to kind yes. of figure out what's going on there. Right. And you go, did you get tested for H. pylori? You can get tested for Lyme. You can get tested mm. for various things, ulcers mm. and, you know, whatever. Mm. But let's see what's going on. Then make your choices as to what you want to do. What's yes. good for you? What do you feel? Mm. You see? Yes. Yes. I understand. What I would it's your, do. It's your body and you, you sort of got the, the immediate feedback because you can feel what's happening. Exactly. Anything on the skin is just an outward expression of what's going on inside. That's eczema, ringworm, all those types of things. There's yes. something going on inside. Yes. And now yes. it's expressing itself on the skin. Gosh. And uh, yeah. tinea is a fungus, isn't it? So it's um, tinea. Um, it's fungus. So it's an association between tinea and ringworm. This is just an extension of the question from Carmela. Does, uh, does ringworm and, and tinea go, you know, does, it, does tinea, do they work together or? I don't know what tinea is. Oh, it's a, uh, it's like an athlete's foot. And, uh, I'm sorry, it's like a what? An uh, athlete's foot. Athlete's foot. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Like, yes. That's all fungus. That's yes. all like candida yeast fungus. Okay. Okay in which Doug Kaufman and a million other people think that's a direct link to cancer. Okay. So you got to clean up the fungus, the candida, yes. the athlete's foot. Yes. 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 Okay, good, good. Absolutely. Okay. Itchy scalp. Yes, yes. Yep. yes. It's all yes. part of, of yeast, candida. Yes. Yeah, yes. Another, another unwanted guest in your body. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, there's lots of them. I hate to tell you guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're all running a bed and breakfast. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> 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 Mr. and Mrs. Fungus. Thank you very much for being on the show. So it's been Absolutely. been um, thank you. This very, is exciting. I love the fact that you're in China. I think this is just so exciting. Yeah, we don't we don't have uh, lime in China. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, yeah, no, of course, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. But, but um we get quite heavy stoves and would that kill the ticks? Because I've again I've not seen any ticks here either. I didn't see any New Zealand either when I was there. No? Okay. 
They're it's everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I, I will pull out some of my files. I've talked to people in China before. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Saudi Arabia was just recent. Yep. Gosh. Yep. Everywhere. Australia. Quite a few in Australia. I really wish that um, the mainstream medicine acknowledges that there's an, uh, you know, an epidemic taking place right now. And yeah. some, and money. Some do. Some do. Some of the mainstream allopathic medicine doctors do. Sure. But, but if it's, go- it's not around here. <laughs> no, if the, if the government's doing, they put money into the research. So rather than just, just doing support and, and making right. it um, more pleasant for people to live with it. Right. Make John, it pop- the problem is, is you, me, well, me, my family, we are suffering with this now. So I don't care about research and experimental drugs or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I need to take care of us today to yeah. function so I can get up and go to work and enjoy my children. I got a son getting married in a month. You know, I got, had another son that just got married in October. I got four grandchildren. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be well today. Yeah. I don't have time to, you know, go do this or research there or try this or, you know, mm. I've done all that stuff. I'm done with that. Yeah, good on yeah. you. So you, you're doing very well. And, uh, Thank yeah. you. I try. <laughs> you try. Or whatever you try, you do it. It's working. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. Th- thank you once again for coming on the show. And thank you, thank to, you so much, John. And thank absolute you. pleasure. Wonderful meeting you. <laughs> yeah, it's been great having you on. And uh, thank Say you. Hi to Sam. Tell Sam thank you. And Dr. William Wong. Thank you, Dr. Wong. <laughs> and thank you, true team. Everywhere, all the internet viewers and Thank our, you, everybody. our Facebook friends. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's been a good one, Sue. I did enjoy that immensely. Um, good. It's, I knew that Lyme was a, was a problem, but I never realized it was so bad. Yeah, it is. It's really bad. It's really bad. And I see the walk, walking wounded every day, everywhere around me. I can tell a Lyme person just by walking by them. The children with the red hot ears. Yes. You know, and they got the big dark circles under their eyes and they're pale. Yes. Those are little Lyme children. I know it very well. And the mother's feeding them sugared cereal for breakfast or they don't even want breakfast. They send them with a white bread, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or no, you're not allowed to send peanut butter because everybody's allergic to it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's probably due to Lyme as well, isn't it? You know? Of course it is. Of course it is. Yep. Kids are ADHD, bouncing off the walls. They can't sit in school. So they put them on kitty cocaine. You uh, know, it's just ridiculous what's going on. And these are babies and children. And babies are born with, with colic. And all these fussy babies, they can't eat formula and they're, they're sick and they can't breastfeed. and uh, it's just a mess here. Absolute mess. I know it's all over the world. Yeah. You know? It's very sad. It is very sad, you know? And I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I spent my years back in the 90s being very freaked out by all this and very angry and very whatever, whatever. Mm. Is, this, is this still on, John, or this is off? Oh, we'll, we'll cut the end. We just... Okay, mine's live on Facebook. That's all I don't want to be saying. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, yes, I can... Uh, that's a good point. So if I go more stop live stream, I didn't realize that. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I just, I just didn't want to, God forbid, you know, because I got to yeah. be real careful what I say, 
You know mm. what I'm saying? I can't yeah. say, pick up the book Lab 257, you'll read all about this. You know what I mean? Because sure. I don't want to get politically involved. I don't want no. to. No. Not worth it. I no. need to help the people that need the help. Yes. You know? And they shut down people that help Lyme disease. So you got to be real careful of what oh, you're doing. Gosh, you know? I that. Yep. Yep. So that's why I say I'm here just for general health, you know, help people, teach people. You know, when you walk around with a certain symptom or whatever, I go, listen, why don't you check this out? And they're like, I never knew that. You know, I had a guy last week, urgent, son, 17 years old, all suddenly was blind. So he brought him mm. to me and I said, you got Lyme. No doubt about it. Gave him a bunch of stuff to build his eyesight. Mm. Gave him some silver to put in his eyes. Killed yes. the spirochetes. Yeah. You know, put it up his nose. Take it by mouth. Yes. Got all better. Jay. You know? Crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But it's awesome to be able to help people. That's the best part. I just, I just love, love, love what I do. I've been doing yeah. this 22 years. I just love it more every day. You know, because I get really bad cases. Like I got, you know, people with ALS and all kinds of stuff can't function. And I get them where they got hope again. And now they're getting better and something's mm. changing. And mm. that's awesome. You know, but you take away people's hope and it's like, you know, you don't want to live. No. No, you don't, you know? want, to die. You don't want to die early. You, you, as you've said, you, you know, you've got to do what you're on the earth for. Now, everyone's, exactly. got some, everyone's got some sort of function. I mean, you're that's one of those. You're his children. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm one of his children. And God spared my life to teach me that I've got to go out and help others. I'm here to serve. That's what these are. These are my hands. I'm just here to serve. It's not about me at all. You know, and that's why I love what I do because I just say, when people go, oh, thank you. I have a guy with a rare kidney cancer. I'm seeing him tomorrow, actually, he and his wife. Vietnam vet, wonderful man, 71 years old. Rare kidney cancer, nobody's ever been cured of it. He's completely cured. And they go, oh, thank you, oh, Dr. Sue. I go, don't thank me. Thank God. It's not me. Thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, I give him all the credit, not me. You know, right. that's where right. it comes from. <laughs> so. Good idea. So you're, you're beautiful. Oh, okay. thank you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you get on with the evening. Thank you for your time. This went really well. fast. Yes. Well, Thank it does. You. When, you, when you talk about really super cool, you know, subjects, subjects which are, you know, which you're passionate about, time flies. Yeah. It I just can't believe it already. <laughs> <laughs> it 9 9.15. Yeah, it's 9.15 yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was just 7 o'clock a minute ago. <laughs> wow. All right. I guess I got to wind down now and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. We, we did a great job, Sue. Thank okay. you so much, John. I really appreciate it. Tell Sam thank you so much also. I will, I will.